If you're really going to try to predict the New Orleans Saints 2023 seven-round NFL mock draft, you know exactly what we've got to do to kick it all off. A trade-up for an edge rusher in the first round. We got all of that and a little bit of land yet for you on today's episode of Locked on Saints. You are Locked on Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Houdat Nation and Houdat family? Welcome into this Mock Draft Monday episode of Locked On Saints, your daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Saints, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much as always. Make it Locked On Saints your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget you can subscribe and follow for free on YouTube wherever you get your podcasts so that you never miss an ad, a daily upload or episode, especially for all of you everydayers out there. As always, I am your host, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson. NOLA on Twitter, your New Orleans Saints expert credential member of the media. You can find me over at uh, Saints News Network, which is Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation site. I'm the senior writer and reporter there every single Tuesday over in the Locked on NFL podcast. And of course, here with you every single Monday through Friday on Locked on Saints. And today's episode of Locked on Saints is brought to you by Better Help Therapy on Line. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. Just visit betterhelp.com slash locked on and get 10% off of your first month. Tell you more about them later on today, but today is our one, our only predictive mock draft for the New Orleans Saints. So we'll take a look at some of the late round wins that could potentially close out the New Orleans Saints draft. We'll take a look at how coaches can impact those mid-round uh, mid rounds in terms of the draft. But first, you got to be ready for that big trade up in round one. So as we get into the predictive mock draft, let me explain a little bit about what this means first. Um, it's predictive. So we're actually trying to predict what the New Orleans Saints might do on Thursday in you know beginning Thursday this weekend with the uh, NFL draft. I'm going to also include if you haven't seen you know, if you haven't done a predictive mock draft here with us on Locked on Saints before. I'm also going to include what I would do at those spots. So in some of these positions, I might be trading up in order to predict what the Saints will do, but I personally would stick and pick at a certain spot. So I'll explain all of that. So you're effectively going to get two mock drafts today. We'll do the uh, predictive selections first. And as we go through that, I'll give you my selections, which will give you a kind of a, a second mock draft as we go through. I'm mostly going to focus on the analysis for the predictive picks in today's episodes, but we are or today's episode, but we are going to come back to the rest, you know, to kind of my mock uh, ahead of the draft. We're using trends, we're using draft history, and we're using the Saints prototypes in this. So I'll note all of those things as we go through. We're also going to further define those trends in tomorrow's episode. Our Trends Tuesday episode ahead of the draft is what we're going to call it. So we're going to break down sort of what the Saints really, really like at each of their biggest positions of need. But today we'll give you some of those names that will go along with all that. And finally, all the trades that we do in this year's draft or in this predictive mock draft have been balanced against the Rich Hill trade chart, which gives us an idea of um, you know how much value at each selection, and they all come out points away from one another, not hundreds of points or tens of points away from one another. We keep it pretty tight for the predictive mock drafts here. So let's get everything started with the trade-up. So this is where we are right now when it comes to the predictive NFL uh, draft or the predictive draft for the New Orleans Saints is a trade-up for an edge rusher. This is where we're going to start. Now, the interesting thing about this is that I think we overplay the idea that the Saints always trade up in the first round for an edge rusher because they've done it exactly one time 
since 2018, really one time in the last while because they really only did it for Marcus Davenport. Remember, they actually stuck and picked for, uh, they did a little stick and pick for Peyton Turner. They took the best player on the board where they were. They didn't actually trade up for him. But I do think that being aggressive is a quality for the Saints and taking edge rushers in the first round is a quality for the Saints. So I'm combining both of those. I'm allowing them to get aggressive for their edge rusher here as the prediction to get us started with this first uh, predictive, one and only predictive mock draft we're going to do here at Locked on Saints. So I have the Saints trading pick 29 and next year's second round pick to the Los Angeles Chargers in order to get up to 21. And then we also got their future third round pick from next year. So just swapped the second round pick that the Saints got from Denver for a third round pick from Los Angeles. Those picks might be, you know, 10 points away. Those picks might be 32 picks away. We'll have to see exactly how it goes. But I love having two third round picks next year because if I'm the Saints and I want to get into the second round, I have the freedom to be able to do that. But I'm not trading a future first round pick in order to move up for an edge rusher. And the edge rusher that I move up for here at pick 21 is Clemson edge rusher Miles Murphy. I think that Miles Murphy is exactly what the New Orleans Saints like in an edge rusher. He's big. He's six foot four. He's 268 pounds, which is right around where guys like uh, uh, Marcus Davenport and Carl Granderson were coming in. Peyton Turner were coming into the NFL in terms of weight. He's a little bit shorter than some of those guys, but not by much at six foot four or six. He's very, very close to being six foot five. Uh, but that 268 pound range is one where, hey, there's enough frame there to continue to bulk up and build up if they want to get him into the 270 range, which should be pretty simple to do. Um, very athletic as well, 9.71 on the RAS uh, score here, relative athletic score, which measures uh, players and their athleticism based on combine drills, pro day drills, size, things like that, relative to other players at their position historically and with size taken into consideration. But here's the thing I want to highlight. At six foot four, 268 pounds, he ran a four, five, three, 40 yard dash. So if you remember to, I think it was just last week, maybe the week before, uh, Kansas State edge rusher Felix and Udike Uzama was somebody that jumped up onto my list because I really, really liked the fact that he had the speed as a pure edge rusher to be able to break to the outside, maybe stick his foot in the ground, change direction to be able to corral a, you know, mobile or dual threat quarterback that's getting outside of the pocket. I think Miles Murphy checks the boxes in terms of what the Saints like in terms of size and strength, but also gives you that speed, which is an element that they don't really have on the defensive line right now. That's one of the reasons why I liked NUDK Uzama so much, or even still like NUDK Uzama so much, even though he doesn't really fit what the Saints like to do in terms of their um, you know, prototype and and the size that they like and all that. He does give you the speed. Miles Murphy gives you both. You get the speed and you get those size boxes checked. Also, uh, nice arm length at 33 and three quarter inches. So, you know, he's able to create some distance there. He's solid as a tackler, solid and run stopping, solid, of course, as a pass rusher as well. So he's got explosiveness. He's got, he play, he's got great play speed. He's got, you know, he's, he's, he's remarkably uh, impactful in the pocket and all of that as well. Has fully developed, not fully developed, but is fully developing in terms of pass rushing moves and his selection and his repertoire and all the things that he has saved up. So I do actually like Miles Murphy. I think a trade up for Miles Murphy isn't a bad idea as long as you're not giving up a future first round pick, as long as you're getting something in return as you're also getting Miles Murphy. And the way to do that is wait to see if he drops into the 20s. That way you're not making this humongous leap up into the teens to 11, anything like that. And instead you're waiting to see if he gets into the 20s. He did in my simulation. So 
as a New Orleans Saints. Predictively, I moved up to go and grab him before he came off the board. Um, in my selection here, I would have done a little stick and pick, stayed at 29, and taken Mozzie Smith, the defensive tackle out of Michigan. Much like Cle- much like Clemson edge rusher Miles Murphy, he gives you the size, he gives you the athleticism, he gives you the disruptive nature in the pocket as well as on the defensive line, adds a guy that could be immediately impactful in either one of these circumstances. I just didn't like the idea of giving up the future asset because I can't guarantee I'm going to get the other future asset back, but predictively, that's what I wanted to do. So instead of Miles Murphy, I waited around and I took Mozzie Smith at 29. So that gives you the predictive pick, Miles Murphy at 21, my pick at 29, Mozzie Smith. Coming up next, we're going to take a look at how coaches end up having mid-round draft impact in our predictive drafts because you're going to do a little bit of reuniting and it's going to feel so good. We got that coming up for you as we continue on with today's Mock Draft Monday episode, predictive Mock Draft Monday episode on Locked on Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's episode of Locked on Saints brought to you by BetterHelp Therapy Online. I love BetterHelp. I use BetterHelp. I've been using BetterHelp for a while and I highly recommend that if you are interested in therapy that you give BetterHelp a try. I I like the way that they curate everything so it's individual to the person that's experiencing it. And of course, the convenience is really nice as well. No waiting rooms, no traffic, no waiting in lines, no having to fill out paperwork every time that you're in the waiting room and all these other things, none of that awkward stuff. I I don't have to deal with any of that. I can do this all from the comfort of my own home through video chat, via phone call, even just through text chat. If I don't even feel like showing my face or speaking, some days I feel better about showing my face than others. All of that, like I get it. And this better help is, is, is awesomely helpful in that range. And they also have you come in, take a questionnaire so they can pick a therapist for you and curate a, the, the, the match to make sure that it's somebody that matches what it is that you're looking for. Maybe they've experienced what you've experienced, maybe they have experience with others who have experienced with what, you've, what you're dealing with, things like that. So awesome stuff from over at BetterHelp. You can try them out today. Just head over to betterhelp.com slash locked on so you can get 10% off of your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on. Try them out today. All right, family, continuing on with today's predictive Mock Draft Monday episode of Locked on Saints. Thanks, as always, making us your first listen of the day every day. For all you everydayers out there, make sure you're not missing tomorrow's episode, Trend Tuesdays. We're going to break down the biggest trends at the biggest positions of need for the New Orleans Saints, but you're already getting some of those names today. And I'm not going to make you long, make you wait long because we've got three of those names in a row right here in terms of what I did for the New Orleans Saints predictively, and also a couple of names that absolutely fit in terms of prototypes and trends with the ones that I selected in the meanwhile. So we're going to pick up here in the second round, pick 40, having them stick and pick here, no trading, no moving around for pick 240 in the second round, and also for pick 71 in the third round or 371. You might hear it referred to that way. So at pick 40 in the second round, I have the New Orleans Saints reuniting wide receiver coach Cody Burns with a familiar face in Tennessee wide receiver Cedric Tillman. Now, this might be a little early for Cedric Tillman. Maybe some folks would prefer a Jalen Hyatt here, but I really like Cedric Tillman's fit with the New Orleans Saints, and he comes in at the size that we know the New Orleans Saints love. So let's get into a little bit more of the prototype conversation here. Six foot three, uh, 213 pounds. 37-inch vertical, 10-foot, 8-inch broad jump, 4-5 speed. He feels a lot like, just in terms of testing and speed and things like that, like a Michael Thomas mold, like an ex-receiver mold. doesn't have to be Michael Thomas specifically, but just somebody that plays that sort of weak side, 
lone receiver over on one side while the flanker and slot handle the opposite side. And so at six foot three, 213 pounds, he checks the boxes in terms of what the New Orleans Saints like, his ability to high point passes, his ability to be able to read defenses pre-snap and post-snap and adjust to those defenses. That kind of communication with the quarterback is excellent. So I like the smarts on this guy. I love the the physical build of this guy. 8.67 on the RAS scale, so doesn't come in below 8, which I think the only player that came in below 8 over the course of the last few years was like, was it Von Bell? Was Von Bell under 8? I can't remember. I'm going to look it up as we're going through here. Uh, But I mean, just a, a remarkable fit in terms of what the New Orleans Saints want. And again, the familiarity with Cody Burns absolutely goes a little bit of a long way for you uh, to be able to bring a guy in that ends up having, you know, a potential immediate impact. Now, do you need him to have an immediate impact? No. But do you want him back? I was right. It was Von Bell. 368 was his RAS score. So, um, you know, when you look at what he ends up bringing, do you need him to have an immediate impact? No. But do you want him to be able to just in case maybe you deal with an injury to Michael Thomas? Maybe Brian Edwards doesn't work out, or you like Brian Edwards as a slot option more than you like him as an outside option, whatever it might be. Or maybe you like Cedric Tillman as a slot option more than an outside option, whatever. Like getting that extra big bodied wide receiver uh, makes a ton of sense. For me, also sticking and picking at pick 40, I went with Steve Avila, the guard out of TCU. The Saints like him a lot, uh, at least that's what I've heard. And so I think that guard is one of those spots where I could see the Saints going early, addressing the defensive interior, addressing the offensive interior, bam, unless it's been smokescreen season all along, which is one of the reasons why I have Cedric Tillman picked here at pick 40 in the predictive mock. But for my drop, for my mock and for my money, Steve Avila, the guard out of TCU Uh, at pick 71 in the third round. Here's where things get a little interesting. I have the Saints going with a safety. Now, bear with me on this. Jartavius or Quan is his nickname, which is also his middle name, Martin out of Illinois. I don't pick this guy because I think you need another safety. The Saints have spent a lot of time at safety. Tyron Matthew, Marcus May are there, although Marcus May may miss some time at the beginning of the 2023 NFL season, depending upon his outstanding DUI case. They signed Hugo Amadi. They brought in Troy Pride at outside corner to help maybe potentially, you know, have some depth and backup impact there. They brought back or they brought in uh, Jonathan Abrams, former teammate of Derek Carr. They brought in Lonnie Johnson Jr., who kind of plays the PJ Williams move about role. But you still need some depth at slot corner because right now the Saints have Bradley Roby and nobody else because unless they plan on cross training either Paulson Debo or Alante Taylor. But I think having quality depth on the outside is going to be their MO. So because of that, I go with Jartavius Martin because I think Jartavius Martin not only becomes your starter at the slot in a couple of years, Bradley Roby's on the penultimate year of his deal, 2023, and he's on contract in 2024. They could also save money on him if they move on from him at some point post-June 1. And so with all of that taken into consideration, you're probably at least looking for a new starter in the slot next year. And with that being the case, I like Jartavius Martin to be able to come in and do that. Five foot 11, 198 pounds, 44 inch vertical leap, 11 foot one inch broad jump, incredibly explosive, which means his ability to be able to sit back, sit down, but then still make a play on the ball in terms of his ability to break from standing is outstanding. It's absolutely there. And he's got 4-4 speed to add on top of that so he can get from point A to point B pretty quickly. Does a very good job of fighting through run blockers. He's great in run support. Uh, moves really well in short areas, can get sideline to sideline pretty quickly, moves laterally well. I mean, the guy does a lot of things well. He's very nimble, moves about. The big thing is, of course, like once you get him locked up, he's kind of locked up because he's a safety at five foot 11, 194 pounds. But that's well within the Saints prototype. He he fits in terms of what they like. Maybe they'll try to get him over 200 pounds. But I think he can come in and be 
a C.J. Gardner-Johnson type for you in the slot. He played the same role that C.J. Gardner-Johnson played at Florida at Illinois, the quote star position role, which is kind of the most important piece of a 4-2-5 or nickel defense, four meaning the number of defensive linemen, two meaning the number of linebackers, five meaning the number of defensive backs. And so a 4-2-5 has a star position, which is the guy that's basically the hybrid outside linebacker slash safety so that you could deploy that player and that set on first down because you have the run support, but that player can also cover for you. So Jartavius Martin does all of those things incredibly well, and I think would be a fantastic fit for the New Orleans Saints. He's consistently a top top 100, maybe even top 75 prospect. So taking him at 71 makes sense for New Orleans, and we can get aggressive to make up some ground here in a little bit. For me, pick 71, Tajay Spears, the running back out of Tulane. So two different picks, two different directions there, but I do like Quan Martin. Oh, and I should have said too, my job here was to not duplicate picks ever. And so even though a guy like Jartavius Martin is absolutely somebody that I would draft if I was you know, on the board and he was available and I liked him at the spot and all those other things, I'm not selecting him because I did that for the predictive mock. So I'm making sure you're getting as many names as possible. Next up, I've got New Orleans trading in terms of the predictive mock, and this will be our final one for day three or day two before we get into day three. I've got the Saints trading up to pick 98 in the third round. So this gets them into the bottom of the third round. I've got them trading 115 and a 2024 fourth round pick. So it comes up to about 39 points. The New Orleans, or excuse me, the pick 98 is about 38 points in the Rich Hill trade chart. So they're moving up that way. I can leverage the fourth round pick knowing that I'm probably getting two more fourth round picks next year in terms of compensatory selections. So I have the the, the capital available to move without really missing much there. And at pick 98, I'm taking uh, Gravon Dexter, the uh, defensive tackle out of Florida. So because I didn't address defensive tackle earlier, I wanted to make sure I still got in the top 100 for that. So Gervon Dexter is the selection there. He has the Todd Grantham connection. So just like Cedric Tillman is connected to wide receiver coach Cody Burns, Dexter is connected to defensive line coach Todd Grantham. So that was an easy pick for me to kind of have that relationship that is already there. Um, And if Grantham is a defensive line specialist, which we know that he is, getting him somebody that he knows and trusts makes a lot of sense. Uh, Javon Dexter coming in at six foot five, 310 pounds, 31 inch vert, nine foot plus broad jump, 488 speed. So incredibly athletic four, excuse me, 953 on the RAS scale. Spoiler, none of these guys are clocking in under eight <laughs> for, for my predictive draft. Just not going to happen. Uh, so I, I really like what it is that a guy like Dexter is able to bring. Um, he's listed as the fifth best defensive tackle on um, Dane Brugler's chart, which y'all know how much I love Dane Brugler's work and how much I trust all of that. Uh, the thing that other things that I like about him is that, you know, look, you can look at the sack numbers at four and a half. The tackle for a loss number is at nine and a half, but that's because he operated in a rotation a ton in Florida. He'll be asked to do the same thing here in New Orleans. So I like what he's able to bring for you as a um, as a sort of uh, disruptive player, but you're going to want to make sure that he develops a little bit more of, as Zane Brugler says, a disciplined approach to turn those flashes into more consistent play. So that's why having a guy like Todd Grantham in the building is important. He knows how to translate the game to Dexter and, of course, has the specialization to be able to get it done. The last time that the two worked together, um, Grantham was a defensive coordinator, so his his uh, kind of attention was all over the place. Here in New Orleans, he can focus in on where he's best, which is on the defensive line. Uh, for my selection here, I actually ca- I, I actually decided to trade 115 and 146 to move up to 98, so that was allowing me to trade the my 
fourth round selection and my fifth round selection to go up and get Luke Schoonmaker, the defense, or excuse me, the uh, tight end out of Michigan. I want the athletic pass catcher to add uh, in my draft class as well, which I hadn't yet taken. We did Cedric, we took Cedric Tillman in the predictive, but I haven't gotten my pass catcher yet. So I went and got him and don't worry, I'll go back and get another one as well. So Cedric Tillman, Jotavius Martin, and uh, Javon Dexter in the predictive mocks, Steve Avila, Tajay Spears, Luke Schoonmaker in my mock. Coming up next, we're wrapping up this seven round mock draft or pair of seven round mock drafts effectively with some late round wins to close it all out. We got that coming up for you as we continue on to wrap up today's episode of Locked on Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it. Who that nation wrapping up today's episode of locked on saints. As we look at some of the big uh, kind of prospects that can close out the new Orleans saints draft. So we want some wins late in this draft. So we've got three selections for you, three predictive as well as three for me that are kind of my selections, what I would do. Uh, so let's start off with the running back. Cause we know that the new Orleans saints need to address running back in the predictive mock. So far, we've got miles Murphy, Cedric Tillman, Jotavius Martin, and uh, Javon Dexter. So we've got a lot of defense and a wide receiver, but no running back addressed yet. So I'm able to do that at pick 119. So what I'm doing for that is I'm trading in the saints predictive mock draft 146 and 165 to move up and select Running back Kendra Miller out of TCU. The Saints did a top one, uh, top thirty visit with him. I think he's a great fit and a great um, sort of. Uh, he makes a lot of sense for what it is that the Saints are looking for, and he hits the measurables: five eleven, two hundred and fifteen pounds, and he's not overworked, which we know is something that the Saints really, really pay attention to when it comes to wear and tear on running backs selected in the draft. He's just barely over three hundred carries in his career with 361. And the only reason why he has that much is because of the fact that he had 224 carries in 2022, only 83 in 2021, only 54 in 2020. So not a lot of tread or excuse me, not a lot of tread taken off the the tires, but a lot of tread on the tires left for uh, the young running back who had uh, 1,303,000. Oh, good goodness gracious. 1,399 rushing yards in 2022, along with 17 rushing touchdowns and also added 16 receptions as well. First team, all big 12. Uh, and then uh, he did miss the national title game with a right knee injury. That was pretty big. Uh, I wonder how much of that too was him. Oh, oh, and if your question is how much of that was him like bailing so that he didn't or not, not bailing, but like not participating so that he didn't risk the injury going into, you know, the NFL. He also didn't participate in combine or pro day. So, you know, it's a, a legit injury. Uh, so the thing that you're looking at next is, um, you know, his ability to be able to get back out on the field, um, you know, you know, all those pre-draft visits and everything. It's one of the reasons why this guy is NFL starting talent, in my opinion, but is probably falling outside of the top 100 is because of that injury. But if you're the saints, you have the sort of, um, capital at the position as well as the draft capital to be able to take the risk there and get ahead of a guy that would be a phenomenal pro uh, pretty quickly as long as he's able to you know be healthy and get back out on the field uh, as quickly as I'm sure he would like to and as quickly as the Saints would certainly like him to be out there. Uh, for me, as opposed to packaging those two picks, remember I already traded uh, one of those selections, 146 to uh, earlier to be able to get up to Luke Schoonmaker. So at 165, I'm sticking and picking here and I'm going with uh, Viliami Jr. Fahoko, the edge rusher out of San Jose State, very athletic, checks all the measurables. He gives me a Miles Murphy type, but at a lower level of competition, 
and maybe with a little a little bit more development left to do, of course, but I'm willing to take that at 165, no questions asked. Uh, next up, we've got pick 173. So I have the Saints trading up here, trading next year's fifth round selection as well as 257, their seventh round pick to move up to 173. That is an exchange of six points for three points in order to get up. And there, here I'm going guard for the New Orleans Saints in their predictive draft. That is for City So, the offensive lineman out of Eastern Michigan. Uh, developmental prospect, but not super developmental to the point to where you're going to like miss him uh, in 2023. He'll probably, he's probably more of a 2024 selection, but I do think he's going to be able to come in and compete as well. Six foot four, 200, 323 pounds, good upper body strength with 27 bench reps. Really good lower body strength as well with his vertical and his broad jump topping scales there. And in 507 40 yard dash, we know the Saints like a fast offensive line. City So would add to that offensive line and potentially at this point make it faster if he usurps one of the guys like Andrus Pete that's getting a little bit older, dealing with injuries, stuff like that. So I really like what you can get in a guy like City So later on in the draft, but I do think you have to get above the top 200 in order to do that. So that's why I had the Saints. Uh, trade up for him. For me, I actually like this trade, giving up the future fifth as well as that, as well as 257, just to get into the sixth round or toward the bottom of the sixth round. So for me, I, I actually make that same trade, but I go with wide receiver Bryce Ford Wheaton out of West Virginia. Big, tall, long, uh, fast, contested catcher, like all these other things. I actually really, really, really like uh, Bryce Ford Wheaton. And so because I didn't have a wide receiver yet, I went and I got him uh, at pick 173. And then finally, to wrap up this draft, sticking and picking at 227 on both the predictive mocks as well as my mock, and I'm going linebacker in both of these. For the predictive mock, I'm going with Mohamed Diabate, the uh, linebacker out of Utah. But before he was with Utah, where was he? He was at Florida, and he was recruited by none other than Todd Grantham. So this is another potential, another option here for the Saints to be able to get somebody that is you know, uh, that, that checks the box, six foot three, 225 pounds, great size. You can probably bulk them up a little bit in terms of weight, but gives you four, five, two speed, great shuttle time, great three cone time. So remarkably athletic, very agile, very explosive as well with an 11 foot broad jump. So you give uh, linebacker coach, Michael Hodges, all of the tools that he needs in this player to be able to develop him. But you also get the connection between him and Todd Grantham. Todd Grantham can say some nice things about him, get him selected, all of that, particularly here in the third round. And you give Darren Rizzi a core special teamer in this year's draft without a doubt. I think you could probably say that for um, for, for both of the guys that I'm selecting here, whether it be predictive or my own. Uh, but Muhammad Diabate makes a ton of sense in terms of his connection uh, with everybody within the New Orleans Saints and what he brings you uh, in terms of his ability to cover. Uh, but also his like willingness in the run game. Um, you're talking about a guy that you know led the team in tackles for a loss last year with 13 and a half. He also had five sacks, so he can rush the passer. Uh, and of course, he could be a, a core special teamer for you right away. So consider him kind of a, a, a developmental prospect over on defense that can contribute in a lot of different ways, but somebody that should immediately have an impact on special teams. And similarly, I went with my guy, Ben Van Sumren, the linebacker out of Michigan State, who again gives you an immediate core special teamer, but can develop into so much more because of those raw tools that he has and has former running back experience as well, which I really like. So, right, there are both of your mock drafts, predictive and my own. Uh, we're going to get deeper into my mock draft on Wednesday. In tomorrow's episode, we're going to focus on uh, prototypes and trends that the New Orleans Saints have invested in over the years. I'll pull my, my draft spreadsheet out, we'll go through it, all those other things. 
And we'll kind of connect some of those things to the predictive mock draft that we did here today. So pulling it all together for the everydayers, make sure you let me know uh, that you're tuning in. Uh, and let me know what else you want too around the uh, mock draft. I mean, around the NFL draft week, I, I have no problem doing second episodes each day. If if there's stuff that people really want to hear about, maybe maybe throw some questions. I can do another episode with questions. Uh, I mean, you know, we can we can do whatever we want here. It's our show together. So let's keep building. I appreciate y'all as always for making Locked On Saints your first listen of the day every day. If you want a recap of both drafts, I'll include them in the description so you can see both of them. You can let me know which ones you like best all of that as well. Uh, And of course, don't forget to share your own as we continue on throughout draft week as well. So I appreciate y'all as as always, making me part of your day, a part of your routine for saying yes to me and the show. As always, if you see me, please say hi. And if you need anything else around your New Orleans Saints in between these episodes, make sure you follow me on Twitter at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how you're mom and them. And trust you that nation, I'll holla at you.